Welcome to episode 26 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. The Bible says to resist the enemy, but how can we resist something that we aren't aware of or know nothing about? Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. In our last two podcasts, we've talked about charismatic distinctives and critical parts of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that it's vital that in our churches that we have some emphasis and focus, not just to be distinct, because they're central to the DNA of who we are. One of the things I mentioned was the belief in casting out demons or casting out devils. Now, When we talk about casting out devils, the word possessed is a very highly charged word. The biblical word is demonized to be influenced by a demon. So I'll answer the question that I've been asked most often, do I believe Christians can have a demon? I think it's the wrong question. I believe the question is, can a demon have a Christian? There are no doubt that we have seen people who have had real grace experiences in their life, who have walked with the Lord, get into a place where they've opened the door somehow or some way, and there is demonic activity happening in their life. We've seen this in the behavior of even church leaders. Recently, I dealt with a church leader who, walking with the Lord many years, uh, suddenly was in a place where they were causing schism and division and were beyond reason. It wasn't reasonable. And I think that is the telltale sign when we're dealing with people that when we're exposing these situations where things are just unreasonable, there's no way to explain uh, the behavior that is going on, the attitude that is going on, the responses that are going on, And we should be at least intuitive or divinely suspicious to say maybe we're dealing with more than flesh and blood here in this situation. In conversating with some people just over the last couple weeks bringing this subject up, it's just reinforced uh, my conviction that it really needs to be talked about. You know, the enemy, the devil, was talked about a lot in Scripture, especially in the New Testament. In Jesus' ministry, we see Jesus directly confronting the devil many, many times. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how Jesus went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed of the devil. So Jesus believed and demonstrated that part of his ministry was delivering people and healing people who were oppressed by the devil. Now, we have the ministry of Jesus, according to John 14, and we're to do even greater works than these. So we must be aware and teach our people that there is a real devil. I think that's point number one. I've seen a lot of these uh, surveys where it says that evangelical believers do not believe in a literal devil, just kind of a force of evil. Well, the Bible teaches a literal devil. I think that would be a good place to start in every congregation to do a couple messages on the personage of the devil, the fallen angel, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies, the many adjectives and titles that are given to him in Scripture and walk through those and how they affect us. 
because he is an adversary. Uh, the Bible tells us he's an adversary, so we must know who our adversary is. I think we can be conscious of our Lord, but aware of our adversary. I realize there are great, there's great air in some camps on demons and demonology. I also agree that there's great air where this subject is completely neglected. But I think starting with who the devil is and what his mission is and how we're to be aware of him. Remember, the Bible says to resist him. How do we resist something we don't know, we're not aware of, and we don't know how he acts? The Bible in the New Testament says he's a snare to believers. Now, there's a word picture, a snare. He catches us unaware. When I think of a snare, I think of these guys that, you know, get one foot caught in something, and all of a sudden they're hanging upside down in a tree because they put the wrong pressure in the little noose, and they they got snared. And I think that's the exact picture. You know, it's not force or might, it's a snare. We know that the enemy uses deception. He is a deceiver. He is a liar. He is an accuser. Now think of this. Think of some of the good people that you've met that are dealing with shame and dealing with guilt when Jesus has forgiven them. And not all that shame and guilt is being humanly generated. A lot of it is being generated by the enemy of salvation, the enemy of grace, the devil himself, And he's the accuser. He's the shamer. He brings condemnation. So right there, there is a lot of teaching that needs to be done as to the root of where this stuff comes from so that it can be accurately resist. You know, most believers aren't going to resist their conscience if they think it's their conscience. Let me just throw this in there as a a little kind of discerning line that the Lord taught me years ago. God, in his spirit, when he deals with us, even with conviction, says, because I love you, because I want you to be righteous, because I have a plan, because I have a purpose. The enemy starts with if, if you really love God. That's what he said to Jesus, by the way, right? If you were really the son of God. Now, if he said that to Jesus, what's he going to say to the average Christian, if there is such a thing? If, if. If you were really forgiven, if you really forgave that person, if you really repented, if you really wanted to serve God. So his things start with an if. These are the type of things I think our congregants really need to be well schooled in so that they can release a flurry of spiritual resistance against the devil. Not just saying, in the name of Jesus, or I plead the blood of Jesus. I think those are legitimate because they stir faith. I don't think they're a magic mantra that we chant. I think they're authority that flows out of us based on the Word of God, knowing that we indeed have authority. The Bible says, For this purpose was the Son of Man manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He has given us that same commission. What are the works of the devil? John 10.10 is very explicit, to kill, steal, and destroy. These are the works of the devil, and they need to be resisted. We need to teach that the devil is not God's evil twin. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. Obviously, he knows a lot. He cannot read our mind. He can only read our words and our actions. He's not able to discern our mind. He's not able to tell our future. He's not able to uh, intervene in our faith-filled actions, except if he distracts us. 
He can travel at the speed of light, apparently according to Scripture, but he cannot be everywhere at one time. He does not have all the power. As a matter of fact, according to Luke 4, where he needed Jesus' power to throw him down, he said, throw yourself down. I believe the enemy takes our own power, takes our own anointing, takes our own faith. Fear is the most common commandment, or fear not is the most common commandment in the scripture. Fear not. Faith is the opposite of fear. Fear is faith in reserve. Jesus talked about a spirit of fear. Uh, When somebody is plagued by unreasonable fearfulness, I think we should be more than suspect of the enemy. I think we should outright call him to that. There are many people that live and die in the shadow of fear in their Christian walk, being oppressed by the devil, and they're not able to discern what it is. They think it's their personality. Uh, They think it's something that happened to them. And these things may have happened to them. It may be a part of who they become, but God wants them delivered from a spirit of fear. It's the opposite of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the enemy is a deceiver. He's an adversary. He sets a snare. The Bible says he lays schemes. The armor of God is given to us in Ephesians 6. Why is that given? So we can stand in a corner and take shots? No, so that as we go forward, we resist the fiery darts of the enemy. We have the word of God in our mouth. We have the tools of the spirit that are available to us. But it says that we should resist the schemes, the, the, the puny plans, one translation says, of the devil. He does lay a scheme, but he is dependent on us to follow that scheme, and we do not have to do it. We do need breakthroughs in many areas. We, need to, we do need to be aware of the enemy. We know that worship and praise glorify God, and they minimize the enemy. We should be singing songs of triumph. We should be singing songs of deliverance. We should be singing songs of victory. We should be singing songs of overcoming. That's what we're going to do in heaven. We're going to sing the song of the overcomer. So why not start that now? Why not declare that now and cast our faith and our vision out there? There is a real devil. It's not our imagination. Jesus taught us that. He is outlined in Scripture. He is exposed in Scripture. There are many terms and graphic words that are used to describe him and to describe his activities. Therefore, that should be of some concern and important to us as believers. We do have an adversary. You do have an adversary. The enemy got thrown out of heaven, Isaiah 14, Because he wanted for free what Jesus paid for you and I. And he rages against that. He was lifted up in pride. Talk about dealing with pride. What a great message that would be to deal with pride. Talk about what happened to the devil. And thinking that you're higher than somebody. Thinking you're higher than lifted up. Thinking that you know better even than Jesus. (laughs) Well, that's how far deception can take you. I really want to really reach out to my pastoral brothers especially. And even if you're in a business situation and you're dealing with employees, uh, remember it's not just about changing environment and providing leadership. Those are critical elements. 
that you may or you could be dealing with demonic influences, curses and voodoos and spells and all these things that I believe if we pray effectively, God will show us so that we can break the power of it. The devil is my enemy, but he is not my overcomer. I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. Hey, this is Keith. I'm so glad you spent some time with me on this podcast today. Let's make the devil angry today in Jesus' name. Today, Keith had a conversation about resisting the devil. We need to teach on the enemy. We need to teach on the many adjectives and descriptions given to him in Scripture and how they affect us. We must know who our adversary is so that we can resist him. The devil is my enemy, but he is not my overcomer. I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, inourpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.